Welcome to Hope Talks Podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. We would love your feedback and invite you to take a short, anonymous survey. You can find the link to the survey in the show notes. Well, welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Pastor Margaret Michael, and today I'm joined in the studio with Grayson Willis. Yeah, Grayson, it's great to be back here again with you. And today we're going to be hearing the second part of Ashley Roberts' um, testimony about what God is doing in her life. And we heard last week just how he reconciled her, saved Mm -hmm. her, um, began to work in her family Um, bringing reconciliation not only with God, but with each other. And today we get to hear the rest of the story. Yeah, and uh, we also talked to her about some grief and trauma that she's dealt with in her lifetime and how she's using that to now help others that are dealing with similar things. Yes, and I would say she's using it, but God is also using that um, pain and the grief and the trauma she certainly has a deep empathy um, with others who have walked that road because of her experiences and allowing God to heal her heart so that she can be, you know, God has healed her heart and is, I know, going to use her to reach others who have had deep grief and uh, just trauma in their life. So, Yeah, I'm excited to hear the rest of the story. Ashley's a leader for Celebrate Recovery, and where we let off, you were talking about the step study group, and uh, we can kind of pick up there with things the step study has helped her with and helped her process and deal with things. Yeah, and then how that, going through that process, which is never easy, how that process is now helping her to reach out to others and just be a blessing. There's a blessing coming from a deep place of grief in her life that I am sure the Lord is using the hardest parts of her life to now minister to others in their grief and trauma. It's just a beautiful picture of the reconciliation that we talked about last week. So yeah, God's at work. Yeah, and if you missed last week's broadcast, we invite you to find that on our website, cotnaz.org, and you can click the drop-down menu, watch, listen, and click Hope Talks, and uh, you can find that uh, June 25th program. So now, uh, for the rest of the story from Ashley Roberts, uh, we pray that today's broadcast truly is a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Um, can you give us an example of just how something kind of you were able to work through a certain thing? So in one of the lessons, it's forgiveness. I've had, um, I guess, a lot of resentment towards, like, my grandmother. My grandmother was, looking back on it, very abusive, to me she didn't really care for me too much um she favored my boy cousins and because i was the girl um 
She didn't really care for me too much. Um, and when I became an adult, you know, even before I became an adult, my grandmother had passed away and I didn't really think too much of it, you know, until we started getting into the lessons of the step study. And I'm just like, you know, and the inventory part, you know, who do you have resentment, fear of anger towards, you know, and I'm just like, you know, I'm, and it says to try to go back as far back as you can remember. And honestly, that was the first thing that I could remember was, like, I'd never had a relation, an actual relationship with my only grandparent because, you know, I was treated the way that I was treated. And it hurt me yeah. that, you know, and I didn't even actually even know what grandparents were supposed to be like until I met my husband Bryce's grandparents. And I remember the first Christmas that we had together his grandparents hadn't even met me yet, but they had bought me Christmas presents, bought my kids Christmas presents, and they hadn't even met us yet. And I'm just like, this is what grandparents are supposed to be like? Like, that was not what I had, you know? And going through the step study, I realized I had quite a bit of anger and resentment towards my grandmother. And granted, yes, she is passed and had been passed for a while, but... um I was able to actually work through that and, you know, it's not something that I hold on to anymore. Um, I was also able to, um, during the amends lesson, make amends with um, somebody that I had said some things to um, back when the wounds of my family passing were very fresh. Um, I said some not so nice things. Um, he said some not so nice things and we have been able to, um, actually not too long ago because we just finished step study. Um, we were actually able to talk and both of us apologized to each other and we worked through it. Wow. Yeah. So good things really do yes. come out of as absolutely. hard as it is. <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, reaching out to make those amends, you don't know what's going to happen. You and and honestly, when when I did it, because I was like, you know, I was it was eating me up to the point where I'm like, I need I need to apologize for what I said. Um, and I actually sent this person a text message and told him that I was sorry and. He didn't even remember, <laughs> but it was still, yeah. it was still good because I, I still did my part. Yeah. I was still able to apologize. Even if that person didn't remember, I did my part and it was so relieving when, even though he didn't remember, he told me that he forgave me yeah. for what I said to him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was just, it was amazing. It, and it felt so wonderful, but I was, I was almost dreading doing it because I'm like, you know, what, what if he doesn't, you know, forgive me? What if, you know, what yeah. if this, what if that? Um, and I built it up in my head to something that it wasn't even that it wasn't even like that. Yeah. yeah. And when you're talking about that, Ashley, I was thinking about how. Um, it's been said that forgiveness isn't necessarily for the other person. It's for you. It's yeah. to let loose of those feelings or that resentment or whatever it was so that you can move on yeah. 
from that and don't have to hold whatever's inside of you, the pain that that causes, uh, that's powerful. Yeah. I saw something the other day, and I won't get it verbatim, but it was about um, we cannot move forward when we're still chained to the past. That's right. And so, you know, and what they say is um, keeping unforgiveness or holding unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping it'll hurt the other person. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so there's great freedom. Um, and forgiving and it's hard to understand what that is about until you do it and God does free you and yeah you can let that go like it's it's hard when we are living in the past of hurt no matter what whether it's grief um, or trauma whatever it is that has happened in the past that we continue to go back to and we can't get beyond um there is no future in that. No. Uh, so tell me, so you did the step study. You are like an onion, right? We have yeah. lots of layers. Oh, yeah. We all do have lots of layers. And we'll be being made like Christ for the rest of our life um, until we're in glory. We'll have work to do. But you've went through this group. You've dealt with some really tough things. Can you tell us how doing that, I see a gratitude in your life from that. So I would like to hear about that, but also like to hear, like, how is letting go of that helping you look into the future? So when we were just about done with our step study, um, and it being a trauma-based step study, um, I feel like God really put it on my heart to um, start or try to start a grief group of some kind, whether it be something attached to Celebrate Recovery or something entirely different. Um, and I'm the type of person, I can talk myself out of anything. <laughs> I've done it for years. Um, but when we were just about done with this step study, um, I really felt like it was something that was needed. Mm -hmm. Um, and try to talk myself out of it because it's the, as I tell my husband, the big scary things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and I haven't been able to do it yet. So that just tells me that it's not me. It's it's God that put this on my heart. Mm. It wasn't, you know, and it, I don't think I would have gotten to that point had I not gone through that step study yeah. and had been able to release the things that were keeping me in the past yeah. because I was so hurt about, you know, what had happened and that... I couldn't see past my own pain to the future. It almost felt like I was, I guess at the beginning of it, it was, and it's going to sound really crazy, but it was almost like if I let go of that pain, it was going to be, I was going to forget mm. yeah. them. Yeah. And it was almost like the pain was what was, keeping me connected to them. But with going through the step study and, 
you know, the messages that I hear in church and, you know, that's not what God wants, you know, God wants you to hold on to the good things, mm-hmm. not the painful ones. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel as if though, if we had some kind of grief trauma group, you know, something along the lines that maybe people wouldn't go down the same path that I did. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, I didn't have anybody that completely understood like you know yes my parents had lost their grandchildren you know my daughter lost her siblings but I had never met anybody who had lost their husband and three children all at the same time you know I've I've known somebody who's you know lost their husband or lost you know a child but nobody knew exactly what I felt and where I I was from. Everybody looked at me differently. Mm. I mean, they all looked at me like I was going to break. And I mean, they weren't necessarily wrong, but that's not how I wanted to be treated, you know? And I think that if we have something like that to where people can come and actually speak to other people who are going through the same kind of pain that they are, they wouldn't run away from God like I did for 10 years. It wouldn't lead them down a road of, you know, alcohol and drug addiction. Yeah. Drowned in the pain instead of dealing with it. Yeah. Instead of drowning it, at least learning how to tread the water until you can actually swim. Or maybe they've been down that road and they're now ready to yeah. deal with it. Exactly. I think it's a it's a journey that is, um, it, the timetable never looks the same. No, for any of us. I mean, I I pushed feelings back for almost ten years, and I'm just now, and I still don't even know how to deal with all of the stuff that I feel because, especially like around anniversaries and birthdays and holidays and stuff like that, and it's. You know, just this past April was the 12-year mark of them passing away, and I still got up and I still went to work, but, you know, I was, as my husband told me once, I was on autopilot. Mm -hmm. I was just going through the motions of life. But, you know, I'm the type of, I can't, if I start to cry, or if I start to break down, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stop. Yeah. But sometimes that's what we need. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So what would you say to someone listening today that has grief or trauma that they've never dealt with and they've listened to you and now they're wondering if, they need to take a next step. I would definitely say um, church. Don't run away from God. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're angry. God's big enough to handle it. That's right. I would say at least come to Celebrate Recovery. That's where I at least started working through the 12 steps. Really helped a lot. Because for the longest time, I um, I blamed myself yeah. 
for my family passing away and just a year of celebrate recovery. And I was able to say that it was not my fault and what happened was an accident. And it took me almost 10 years to be able to say that, but it's, it's at least starting somewhere. Yeah. And there's always light at the end of the tunnel. It might seem dark and you might seem alone, but you really are not. You just, you got to reach out. Yeah. You got to find, you know, at least one person, you know, to sit in the dark with you until you're ready to step back into the light. Yeah. Sometimes we have to have people to believe for us, right? Like, yes. Um, having somebody that we can talk to and, um, yeah, that's powerful. And Ashley, if there's, um, I don't know, just anything that you want to share, um, you know, we talked about, you know, how you need to feel those emotions. You don't need to try to push them down, so to speak. I don't know, just any best way to, you know, handle those emotions, I guess. Um, honestly, I'm still learning right. the best way to handle those emotions, um, one thing that I have figured out is I am, even though I'm very good at multitasking, I am not very good at multitasking when it comes to my feelings. So I usually now pick the strongest feeling that I'm feeling and work through that one and on to the next and on to the next. It's kind of like packing a house, you know? You don't just start in every single room. You start in one room. That's right. Yeah. Pack that one and then move on to the next. Yeah. And that's, I mean, luckily I've had a lot of support from my husband, Lewis. He's very understanding with, you know, especially when I'm, I still get depression, you know, and I still get, PTSD triggers and stuff like that. And he's very supportive and very understanding and very helpful when it comes, you know, to those times. But sometimes the only thing that, you know, I can do is just lay in my bed and cry and just, you know, have him hold on to me. Sometimes that's all you need is just somebody to sit there and hold you yeah. while you completely fall apart. Yeah. And to know that it's okay to completely fall apart, just know that you can't stay there. Yeah. You have to get back up. Yeah. And you have to keep moving forward. Yeah. You know, and I read recently um, a post on Facebook that, you know, it says that I can't remember it word for word, but it was something along the lines of it's okay to cry. You just can't stay there because the people that you've lost wouldn't want you to stay there. You know, there's no time for sorrow. You just got to keep going, you know, cry for a little bit, but then get back up. And then later on, if you need to cry some more, that's fine too. And I think you even coming to a place where you're able to do that. um, Sometimes we put up walls so high. Um, and why that we won't fill our emotions for fear yeah. of not being able to. Yeah. We're afraid that we'll never be able to get a hold of ourselves. Yeah. But it's healthy. It is. It's healthy to be sad. It is. You know? It is. <laughs> and there for a long time, um, 
I couldn't cry about anything. Um, I remember some of like the people that were closest to me after my my kids passed away, um, and they passed away. I felt like I should have cried, but I couldn't because it was like I had just built up, like you said, a wall mm-hmm. or you know a barricade that was like it's not gonna happen. You know, yeah. like I was sad. But I knew that if I allowed myself at that point in time to feel those things, that it was gonna be. <laughs> it, I was. It was gonna. I wasn't just gonna feel that one. I was yeah. gonna feel all of it. Yeah. And I didn't know how to, to handle it and how to process it. Yeah. And this was when I was still in my addiction. That I was just. I was almost numb and. Numb is not a good feeling to have. It's not productive whatsoever. That's right. right. Uh, Ashley, one of the greatest testimonies people can't see because this is a radio podcast, um, but you're wearing a shirt that says, I want to go to church, and you're talking about (laughs) that's Cochran and Company, one of their songs, and, uh, you know, just talking about, you know, how you felt after the tragedy and after losing your husband and three of your kids, um, just beauty from ashes, so to speak. Yeah, it is. Um, before, um, like when I met Lewis, there was one rule I had in my house. You don't talk about religion and you don't talk politics in my house. And, um, I've went from that to, I can't wait to get to church on Sunday mornings. Like, I don't care how tired I am. Like, I come here right after I get off <laughs> work. Right. And there were times that I got off work at 8 o'clock in the morning after working all night mm-hmm. just to come to church. Yeah. And it's like it's it fills me up until next Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then all throughout the week, you know, I'm – listen to worship music and something I didn't ever think that I would do. Um, I was the type of person that my dad called the loud, angry people music. Mm -hmm. And now I listen to nothing but worship music. I've done like, I've gone from one end of the spectrum to (laughs) the other end in three years since I've been clean and sober. Yeah. Well, and one thing we haven't talked about is, um, you and Lewis are apprentice leaders of Celebrate yeah. Recovery. Yes, we are. Yes. <laughs> um, new in that role and still figuring that out. But, yes. You know, I just, that's that's the beauty of recovery. And um, I wish people could see your smiling face. We'll put yeah. a picture up of you um, when we post this. But, yeah, just uh, giving God praise for uh, what he can do if we'll surrender. Yes. Because it is a surrender. It is um, opening our hands and trusting God. And, you know, I think sometimes we're afraid to do that because, you know, we do have different rooms yeah. that we have to deal with, right? And um, you're right. We can't do it all at once. But God is so gentle and gracious and kind to us to give us people to work through things together and work on things as we're ready to work on them. I think we're afraid if we surrender, if we say, okay, here it is, man, it's going to be, 
more than we can handle, but he has told us that he will not give us more than we can handle. Yeah. Um, and to not be anxious. Um, so, yeah, thank you uh, for being brave and sharing with us and being willing to take the first step because if you wouldn't have taken that one, I don't know where you'd be today. I, you I wouldn't don't be know. sitting here. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I have no idea where I'd be, but I can definitely say I probably wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. And I told my husband just a couple of days ago that, like, if somebody had told me three and a half years ago that this is where I'd be in my life, I probably would have laughed at him yeah. because I was just like, yeah, no. And then like, it was almost like as soon as I got that little bit of faith, that was all I needed yeah. was just that little bit. Yeah, it takes and, that first step. And it just kind of just snowballed. It yeah. just got bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger. And now, like you said, now I'm, ministry leader apprentice for celebrate recovery and i can't wait to get to church on sundays and And working in a recovery home and and and, yeah working in a recovery home and for other years yeah that are struggling and it's been a real joy and it's been hard at times because i know that it's been hard for you yeah so my heart hurts for you but um beauty from ashes like grayson said but you know now i'm watching as you are taking the hand of someone who is not ready quite to believe for themselves, becoming a minister of reconciliation yeah. for other people, taking the hand of the person uh, that's struggling in the hand of God and um, yeah. helping to bring them together. Um, so it is such a joy to have you here today and just to see the transformation. You know, our mission statement is transformed by God to bring hope to others through Christ. And um, I see that in your life. It's beautiful. And Ashley, as you're talking about just that little bit of faith that you had, well, the Bible says if we have faith mustard the size seed. of a mustard seed, then we can move mountains. And uh, Pastor Margaret mentioned about how, you know, the Lord won't give us more than what we can bear. Well, recently I was telling Lewis how I've come to understand that scripture is, you know, through him, yeah. then we can endure whatever we go through oh, through his you. strength. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I know at times um, before, like, somebody had told me that, you know, that God only gives you as much as you can bear. And I'm like, and he has a lot more faith in me than I have in myself because there were times like, I can't, I can't do this, you know. Yeah. And he definitely had a lot more faith in me than I had in myself. Well, and, you know, things happen. Yeah, we know that God is sovereign. But I believe that he has wept with you. Yeah. He was not ever against you. But there was someone that was against you, yes. and that was the enemy. Yes. And um, in Christ, we have the victory. Uh, we win. And so we must keep up the good fight. Um, and as we do that, surrendering to God, um, we'll be victorious. And hopefully... Be able to walk some other people, um, yeah. Point them to him as we journey through. Um, If there's anyone today that's listening and you really just would love to talk to Ashley, uh, reach out um, to the church um, through the podcast, um, through our Facebook page, uh, phone number five four zero four three four one zero nine two. 
and we could certainly connect yeah. you. Uh, like you uh, have already gotten an invitation to celebrate recovery Monday night, six o'clock for dinner. Six thirty is the um, program, and we would love to see you. And um, we have many people come from a lot of different churches, a lot of different denominations that show up here on Monday nights, and uh, we are one big recovery family, so everyone is welcome. And Ashley, just anything in closing that you would like to say or share um, before we close? God is great. (laughs) Amen. 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 I'm just going to pray to close us. Uh, Thank you for joining us today, Ashley, and being vulnerable. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, Lord, we just thank you uh, for today, and we thank you for Ashley and just uh, the work that you've done and are still doing in her life and all the things that you've brought her through, Lord, and just how you're using her and Lewis to minister um, to those through Celebrate Recovery and through different ministries and different avenues, Lord. And we just thank you for her willingness to come on Hope Talks today and to be vulnerable and share um, just about her life and her testimony and um, your testimony through her, Lord. And just pray a blessing over her and Lewis and Liam and um, just uh, their family, Lord. And uh, I just ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. We pray that as you've heard us talk with Ashley Roberts today about grief and trauma, that it truly has been a half hour of hope and healing for your life. May God bless. Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Hope Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area. We invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.